Street or beyond. Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Well, good evening, everyone. I'm Kimberly Ewing, your host tonight on The Sages Among Us. And with me tonight is Adam Klein. Adam Klein has lived in Nevada County since 1980, when his parents bought the Holbrook Hotel and moved the family up from Santa Barbara. Since that time, he's played a lot of music with a lot of friends, made some peculiar films that made it into the Nevada City Film Festival, wrote an entertainment column for the Union, and toured the United States ten times with his band, Golden Shoulders. Last year, he was elected to serve on the City Council of the City of Nevada City. Say that three times fast. City, city, city. <laughs> and this year, he has been working for Nevada County Arts Council for the Grass Valley Nevada City Cultural District. Welcome, Adam. How are you tonight? Thank you so much, Kimberly. It's a delight to be here. I'm thrilled. I'm so glad to have you on the show. And as a sage... Um, oh, boy. I know, right? It's a kind of a, an important status um what what's fun about it is that the inspiration that you've brought through your music through i've seen you do some comedy that's mm -hmm, pretty mm -hmm, awesome too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and now you're doing this incredible civic work so we just want to say thank you for being a sage and welcome to the show i am not comfortable with the title but thank <laughs> you for having me well we so appreciate um what when we talk about sages we always love to hear the backstory like who was Adam when he was young? Because we all come from and through things that make us who we are today. Yeah. So today, a little backstory of Adam. What can you tell us a little bit about your childhood, Adam? Like, tell us about your siblings, your family, and a little bit about yourself when you were a kid. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, like you said in the introduction, um, my family moved up here uh, from Santa Barbara in 1980. My parents had seen the Holbrook Hotel and thought, well we should buy that. Um, and so we sort of grew up at the Holbrook. We, you know, we, we had a house over by the Empire Mine, but uh, every day after school, the school bus would drop me off at Toffinelli's and I would walk into the Holbrook bar, order a virgin strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> I knew what one of those three words meant. Um, and then I'd make my way to the kitchen and get a turkey sandwich. And then there was a desk set up next to my dad's desk in the office at the Holbrook and I would do my homework there. And it was a great way to it was a great way to grow up. Very fun. I'd play in the elevator all the time. I acted like I owned the place, and right. I kinda. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the family had the whole brook for pretty much that decade, um, and uh, that was that was fun. I've got two, two older brothers who are excellent. They were both kind of jocks, and I was not. Um, so they'd be playing soccer, and I'd be drawing or reading. Um, that was that was more my speed back then, for so sure. So you're the baby of the family. I am proudly <laughs> the baby of that particular family. Well, and interestingly, I ask this question every show, in the way that I do the Sages show, and oftentimes the baby, and I can speak for myself because I'm also the baby of three, mm -hmm. they're the ones that have the 
artistic side to them. It could be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a pattern. So that's fantastic. And so when did you start, when you, when you were a child, how did you know or when did you find out that you wanted to be an artist or, or a musician more specifically? Specifically music. I'll tell you this. It was never a thing for me. I loved music, obsessed with the Beatles, um, and uh, that was always a big thing for me, but didn't have any aspirations to actually make music. Um, and, uh, I was in high school all the way in high school. I was, uh, with my best friend, Brett Shady. Let's hear it for Brett Shady. We'll we'll have a pause for everyone (laughs) to do a standing ovation in their home. Um, we, we were making a humor magazine as Nevada union students called the Amish Ninja. Oh, wow. Um, and I can tell nobody still has copies of that because I was able to be elected to the city council (laughs) and, uh, that's the 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 late night evenings in my dad's office writing jokes for this humor magazine suddenly our friends who were musicians were coming over bringing their guitars and slowly we stopped working on the magazine and started playing music and that's really what started it um i didn't i you know i play guitar in my band now but i wasn't a guitar player until um i think after senior year of high school or maybe during senior year of high school where all my friends who are i think proper musicians were learning you know they were seven years old taking guitar lessons and right stuff. and did you ever take were you ever in choir or anything like that i was in, at the nevada union choir under the baton of don baggett super my, my junior year of, at nevada union and i think i just got in because my brother dave had been this like shining light of the choir 10 years before. And I think my last name got me in because I couldn't (laughs) read music. I was just listening to the guys next to me being like, that sounds right. I'll memorize this and sing what they're singing. But uh, I, I only lasted one year. It was just the one year. Fun experience. (laughs) Well, and that's interesting. So how far, what difference with your brothers than you? Like four years, four years, two years? My brother David is nine years older than me. Uh, and my brother John is two, two and a half years old. Okay, than me. so quite a distance between you and your eldest brother. Yeah. Okay. And, and he's he's my he's my best buddy Aww. in the family for sure. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Um, well, and let me think about when you were the young Adam. What was one of your most memorable toys or like childhood hobbies that you loved to do before you got into high school and music? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I loved to draw. I was nuts for comic books. I'm putting this all in past tense. Still love to draw okay. still nuts for comic books great graphic um, novels i guess i was no comic books <laughs> yeah, for me you thanks <laughs> um but uh, i i was i was obsessive i mean i was crazy for the muppets all right um, i had and again the past tense i still have uh, like this incredible muppet toy that's animal the drummer in the electric oh, yeah. mayhem you know oh yeah uh and it's a puppet you put your hand in to move his mouth and stuff but you can squeeze and make him blink it's the best anyway wow. i've had that since i was a kid i still own this thing because it's so beautiful so i was crazy for the muppets i loved i was obsessed with mr t oh yeah um steve martin like um these these are the things i kind of fixated on and and to this day Right. And those are all creative, beautiful things that came to be who you are today, don't you think? I think so, yeah. I mean, a lot of that. Um, When you were in your formative years, which we're still forming up as as adults go, but when you were in those younger years, is there something that stands out for you? Maybe a person, a positive role model, or an important source of inspiration for you that... I mean, that you can remember. Yeah, my my bro- like I said, my brother Dave um, 
is is just an impressive person and he was always very patient with me like i said he was a jug he's this outstanding athlete and mm-hmm. i was just this really goofy kid and uh he was always patient and sweet with me so i i try to i try to emulate that patience and sweetness uh <laughs> when i can uh, i think it comes more naturally to him but. yeah well again he was your role model it was good to hear and and see what he brought to you and i I wish I could just say he was my role model, but he was who my role model should have been. My role model was probably more uh, like Pee Wee Herman or Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> but Dave Dave should have been who I was looking to. That's right. Yeah. In a way, he, he did it. He yeah. did it in his own way. Um, so tell me a little bit about thinking back in your life. Um, do you remember something in your life or a watershed moment that you can pinpoint as to the reason you have been returning to Nevada County, but also like living and giving back to the community. Is there something that happened to you that said, I'm going to give back to my community? Because you have been. Yeah, I I mean, I, I love it here. I've, I've traveled as much as I've been able to afford to travel. But the feeling of coming home is always like, it's just clear to me that this is home. Um, so I've never been out traveling looking for a place to move. That's never been it. It's like I love seeing other places. I love I love checking out other things. But like coming home always just feels like, yep, this is where I belong. Right. Um, that's that's been a big thing. I, a story I tell um, uh, about in sixth grade, I was at uh, Seven Hills Middle School and um, my teacher was the great Penny Matson, oh, and her husband at the time was the mayor at the time, Paul Matson, and he would come into the class with his guitar and sing songs with the students and teach us songs. And we'd do some Beatles songs and uh, songs by the band and some other some other ones. Those the ones that stick out are the Beatles and the mm-hmm. band. And it was uh, you know as a little kid, it's like that's the mayor, like that's a big deal. And um, I think seeing that and being like the mayor's a regular guy who comes and sings songs for his wife's class it's just very sweet and very nevada city um and uh i like that about this town Mm -hmm. it's like that's not unusual that's right that's right and bringing all that in and talking about your civic engagement tell us the story the timeline of how you became part of the nevada city city council of nevada city yeah the (laughs) city council of the city of nevada city that's it well, it's a very city story. Um, so uh, it's something I had been thinking about for a long time. When I was a little, little kid, um, my dad uh, was appointed to fill an empty seat on the Grass Valley City Council. Okay. And um, after that term, uh, he finished out someone else's term. They left for what, one reason or another. And um, I canvassed with him in Grass Valley. He did not... You can't say re-election because he wasn't elected the first time he was appointed. So he did not win election after that point. But I canvassed with him. And it was the first time I saw someone get in my dad's face. Like, we're knocking on doors. And and, uh, my dad was very much what they say pro-progress in terms of, like, shopping centers. Okay. He was like, yes, development. Yes. And so (laughs) so there were some folks who weren't as keen on that. And... um, and I was watching, I was just watching people get in my dad's face and be like, whoa. And I don't know what was interesting or com- like made me want to be like years later, oh, I want people to yell at me. Uh, <laughs> I want to be a public figure. But just see, I think just seeing him running it left an impression. Um, and uh, it, the, that, last, that last election, it was just, it felt like, okay, this is time and um, my life is very stable. Why not? I mean, you know? And, um, I had worked on some congressional campaigns, so I'd done some door knocking for other candidates um, in in that way, and um, 
you know, I just, I, I care about it here. I love it here. And, um, it's, it felt like a way I, a way I could give back. I feel like everybody's got skills or strengths, um, ways that they can help. And this felt like one of them that I, that I would be able to do. Yeah. And thinking of Nevada city, what are some, um, major ideas that you guys have come up with or, or that you're discussing as a city? Cause we're always curious, like what's happening in the cities. Yeah. Um, can you, can you, can you share some things about like what's well, happening in Nevada city? We've passed an arts ordinance and there's going to be a new arts commission. And I've always thought of this as a wildly creative place. It's one of the things I love about it. And yet we've never had an ordinance that allows public art right. in the city. And now we do. Okay, good. Um, so hopefully we'll start seeing some of that popping up. Um, it's the experience itself has been incredible and the the timing the just the luck the sheer luck of when i ran um to get to work with their, our excellent city manager and our new police chief and the the council the council before ours i feel like really teed us up for success in, in getting some great things done and fire safety advisory committees doing great work and um there's a lot going on, and, and people often are like, I never know what's going on with the city. And I was like, they're public meetings, man. <laughs> come, yeah, come, come join us. How long are your meetings, it's, Adam? It's, it's shorter than the planning commission. <laughs> uh, sometimes sometimes they're under an hour, and sometimes they, you know, they, they go up to three or so. But right. um, it's it's interesting, and it's it's fun for us when people show up and, and people speak their minds and respectfully, right. respectfully. That's it. Um, Tell it, me again when they are, because maybe a listener is like, I want to come to one of these meetings. It tends to be uh, the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month, though we are now in November. And because of the holiday, we just have a meeting a week from today, right. a week from right now. Um, I will be sitting there. Um, and, uh, and then in December, it's the same story, but it's usually the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month that will, that schedule will start up again in January. Okay. And it's at 6 PM, uh, 6 30, 6 30. And where are they at city hall? Just on right there on Broad Street, yeah. Right there. Okay. Well, it's good to know that. When we talk about more about Adam, and you know, you told us the story of the Holbrook Hotel. How cool was that? Sort of as your second home. Did you feel like? Did you run through the halls? Did you? Do you have any funny stories? You know, they say the Holbrook is haunted. They do. They do say that. Um, uh, I, the employees there. I was, you know, six years old or whatever, and they're, like, telling me about all the ghosts that they saw. Sure. And I didn't ever see any, and it might be because ghosts maybe aren't real, but um, <laughs> Halloween's over, everybody. That's uh, right. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes the elevator would uh, move on its own, but it's also sure. possible because it's a very old elevator. That's right. Um, it was it was just it was fun. I have I have fond memories of that. You know, my my folks took on a, a big, big project, and I admire them for that, and... Um, that yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was a fun place, to and it's an place iconic place. Yeah, it's so so great that you have that in your history. And it's so funny that the new folks who just recently, more, more recently, bought it and yeah. fixed it up, also from Santa Barbara. No it's, way. A, it's a tradition <laughs> that people from Santa Barbara. Did you tell them the secret? Did you tell them <laughs> come up here and and rebuild this hotel? Spend a bunch of money on this hotel. We like, will you? Will you please? Well, talking about um, a little bit more about what you've done civically, um, are there any other organizations or anything? Um, that well, I know you work for Nevada County Arts Council. Yeah, that's tell new, me, that's tell new me a little and, bit about that's that. That's new and very fun, and um, it's the cultural district, right? We have three um, tags for Grass Valley, Nevada City, and ta- and Truckee. Truckee's it? got its own, and and uh, the Nevada City Gra- Gra- 
It's it's Grass Valley, Nevada City Cultural District, okay. but I always just instinctively say Nevada City, Grass Valley Cultural District because, well, <laughs> am I biased? Perhaps. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, what do you do for them? I'm, I am new there, so I'm doing all kinds of things. Like a lot of times I'm just lifting heavy boxes. But, sure. But <laughs> uh, working on website stuff, and uh, they've got this excellent um, uh, artist's directory that nice. they're putting together. And, of course, this area is just packed full of artists, so um, that's worth getting into. Um, I'm still, I'd say, learning a bunch um, from Eliza and the team over mm-hmm. there who have been at this for a while. But, yeah, it's really good, important work. Support for artists and resources for artists. And right. as I said, we've got tons of artists, so it's really worthwhile. Well, and now, I mean, talk about a little bit about being a musician in Nevada County and you have um, something coming up. Maybe share with us. Sure, sure, sure. What's going on for you? Um yeah, my, so my band, um, since 2001, my band has been called Golden Shoulders, and we have played all over this town and the state and the country. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the whole idea is just, it's a way to hang out with my friends. So I play music with my friends, and it's called Golden Shoulders. That's it. And um, uh, just down the line, my friends are all uh, much more talented than I am, but if I get enough of them on stage to drown me out people go oh it's a good band and then i've tricked them you see uh so yeah i i I write songs and that's something i i enjoy doing and and sometimes uh i can come up with something that i'm really proud of and then my friends sweeten it up and it ends up sounding you know i'm i'm proud of i'm proud of a bunch of the stuff we've done um and uh yeah we so in my younger years, like I said, we our first show under that name was in 2001. Mm. So it's been a good long time now. And we used to be able to tour much more often and play a lot more often. But now folks got kids and we're all busy. And uh, so it's it doesn't happen as often, but we do try to get something going uh, Thanksgiving weekends. And this year we'll be at the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how do you keep your musicality up? Uh, if you're not doing shows, do you just sing to yourself in the shower? What do you do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Singing's supposed to be really beneficial to everything. Yeah. So what do you do? I see. I it's. I like singing with my friends, and I don't shower with my friends nearly as often as one might hope. <laughs> so that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen so often, Aww. Brett. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's just getting together and and singing and and uh, you know sometimes opportunities will show up where it's like hey can you sing at this thing right and sometimes it works out I'm still figuring out uh, if I'll be able to uh, do something uh, for a KVMR related event coming up that I don't, would be I don't great. know yet but I will say no further um, but uh, yeah it really is just an excuse to see my buddies and and do something that at least they're very good at and uh, I'm also there. And when you think about music, if someone was listening right now and you say you write your own songs, what what inspiration could you give to someone? I mean, should they take a songwriting course or should they just take their poetry and try to add music? What would you suggest if someone wanted to to, to get into music or or even just for themselves, maybe not even to perform? But I feel like everybody's songwriting style and how they come to it, it's, it's got to be a very personal thing and and um not everyone's got the same process i know there are poets who will write poetry and then set it to music and that's Mm -hmm. that's not that's not a a skill that i have um 
our band in high school, it was three musicians, and then me and Brett would come up with melodies over it. And I found out very quickly, Brett had a knack for that. Mm. I didn't so much. His <laughs> songs were very catchy and melodic, and mine uh, were a little more of a slog. <laughs> and it, and it's just that was just a different way of doing it. I found that once I picked up a guitar and started learning chords, I mean, I, I, I knew A and E, and I wrote five different songs that just used those two chords. And I went, okay. What happens if I learn another one? And so it, for a long time there, anytime I learned a new chord, there was three new songs that would happen. That, that was what worked for me. But I find like nobody's first song is going to be incredible. So my, if I was to give advice, I would just be like, get, all of, get your early work out of the way as quick as you can. <laughs> is, Write as many as you can and say, that's a song, that's a song, that's a song. And none of them will be any good. But eventually you'll be like, now I get this. And then you'll have your own style. And I think the key thing, once you've once you're really comfortable with songwriting, once you've got you feel like okay, I've I've figured out songwriting to some degree, the next thing is just to make sure you're not doing something generic. Like, don't write a song that anyone could have written right. or anyone else could have written. Write a song that only could exist because you brought it into this world, and that's the trickier thing. And, and isn't there, don't they say write what you know? Write what you know, but some people don't know much, so it's, uh, it's sometimes <laughs> it's like write about what you wish you knew, okay. write about what you think you might know, right, or curious about. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Well, hey, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is the Sages Among Us. I'm the host tonight, Kimberly Ewing, and we're listening to Adam Klein, a Nevada City Council member and a local musician. So, Adam, tell me a little bit about if you could twirl around a magical wand for Nevada City or the general Nevada County, is there anything that you would love to see more of or something that would change or something absolutely new? I'll say a big part of why I ran uh, for city council in the first place was seeing so many old friends who, like me, grew up here who were having a hard time finding housing where Mm. we didn't used to. When I was straight out of high school... um, I moved into an apartment downtown Nevada City uh, with Brett and my brother John, and our combined rent for the three of us in a downtown Nevada City apartment was $750, and Mm. my share of that was $200 in this very tiny room. And that was great because I was 18, 19, and that doesn't exist anymore, and kids are living at home, which... I'm sorry to say, just makes them want to move out of town. <laughs> right. Uh, st- still staying with the folks. And and I would just love to see housing options for people who aren't wealthy, married people with eight kids. Right. You know. Sure. There's all these, there's these giant houses, and that's great for, for those folks. But there's just a ton of people who are working at our restaurants and our shops uh, who are having the hardest time staying here. And if, yeah. if we make them all move to Alta Sierra... They're not going to keep working here. They're going to quite rightly find work closer to where they live. Right. So we need to make space. Uh, they, they call it workforce housing, whatever you want to call it. It's like we need to make space for everybody, and this can't just be uh, a, a haven for the very wealthy. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, there were th- talks of like art studios or something like that. I would love it. I would lo- I'm, I'm, all I'm, of that. I'm all for right? all of it. Yeah. What did you call it? Workforce? Workforce housing. Housing. What does that actually mean? I think it's just housing for for people people. who are working regular just like normal jobs and not not super well off not super fortunate in that way um you know 
paying cheap rent helped me save money right. as a kid. And that's that's like the whole idea that that we were given as kids is like work hard and save. And now it's like work hard and you will be scraping by every month. And that's right. I mean, that's not a fair deal. No, it's not. And it's I, there's got to be well, and you're on the council. So these are moments of, you know, times where you can let mention these things. How can we turn a building into housing or art studios and things like that? There is a, probably more easy, easier said <laughs> than done. I know. <laughs> there's a, there is there's committees for everything in the city, and there is a housing committee that I'm not on. Yeah. Uh, but I trust they're doing good work and will bring stuff to the full council for us to all vote on. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would love to. I, I look at the the tech center. What used when I was growing up was Grass Valley Group, right, right. And they're, they're making use of some of that space, which is awesome. But there's just tons of space down there, and it's like, why not a bunch of apartments? Right. There's so many people working from home with like telecommuting jobs and so forth, where uh, you know, give them give them a, a reasonable rent for a small place if they're single and they don't need a big big place. They need right. a place to live and work and. Um, They'd be close to SPD. They'd be close to Seven Hills. It's like there's there's no downside as far as right. I'm concerned. It's a win-win. Yeah. I like that. Well, let's keep pushing those uh, to the, the council, would you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can check the, the, the uh, city's website for uh, when all the various committees hold their meetings. I, t- I told you when the the regular city council meetings are. But there's committees committee meetings happening all the time. And all of this stuff is public. Nothing's being hidden from anybody. Right. You can show up, voice your opinion, and listen to what's going on. And I hope that you do. That's so great, Adam. When I talk about giving, you give back in the, your community of, of the music and your work with the Arts Council and with, of course, the City Council, what does it get, give you? Because it's so much work and so much mental energy. Tell me what it, it is that keeps you coming back. I mean, it, just in terms of City Council stuff, um, you know, I was I was... I started a, close to a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and just the amount of learning has been great. It was kind of a reminder, like, oh, I can still learn new things. I'd been doing a lot of the same work for a long time, and then just just suddenly take on this new thing where there's a ton of information coming at me. Right. It's just like, oh, yeah, let's get this warmed up and, and remember how to learn again. And that's been really awesome, and I'm, I'm thankful for that experience for sure. Um, the music is that's pure pleasure for me. That's that's hanging out with my friends. So that yeah. I don't I when I'm when I'm playing shows, I don't feel like it's so good of me to give to my community <laughs> this way. Aren't I great? Uh, it's that the music is just it's pure joy for me. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we're and working for the Arts Council. It's like I believe in what they're doing. I think it's important work. And that's a nice thing. It's like some people um, I, I can think of many people who I know who would be really cut out for. Uh, being on city council, but maybe they're not inclined to run. Um, there's it's an appointed role, right? This, this I mean, not appointed, elected. but vote elected. Yeah. yeah, city council is an elected role. Um, and some people, I think that that notion uh, stresses them out, but there's so many other ways you can serve, and there's so many great nonprofits. We've got a load of nonprofits I here. think we have the most in the state. It's, it's like, like over 300. Or something. Yeah, we've got <laughs> tons. Right. Um and and there are the big ones, and then there are there are smaller ones that maybe don't get as much uh, PR their way. But um, th- there's so many ways. If what what's important to you, there's right. going to be a nonprofit that works with that, and you can show up and say, "How can I help?" 
Yep, and that's the biggest part is just showing up and saying yes. It's like improv. Yes, and. Yes, and. (laughs) Well, I can't believe it, but we're already almost out of time, Adam. Holy smokes. Right? Thanks for having me, Kimberly. I'm so happy you're here, and you do inspire me. Um, That's why I brought you on the show, because you inspire me. Tell me a little bit about where you got your humor, real quick. Is it someone from your family? Is it a storytelling task? Where'd you get it? You got a funny bone in there? I... Always, I I just liked comedy growing up, and it just, it really, it re, like absurdity really spoke to me as a kid. Like that was a <laughs> beyond the music. That was a thing I liked about the Beatles is they weren't just a band that played music. They were like you know they did these movies that were funny, and they did press conferences that were funny. Right. And you'd you know you'd see them on TV, and they would always be funny, and they'd crack each other up. And I, that to me is like that's the whole entertainment package. Like oh they've got good songs, but also <laughs> in between the songs, um, that was really big for me. And then yeah, just obsessing over over Steve Martin and just as a kid once I was allowed to watch Saturday Night Live <laughs> that that show was really meaningful to me and like David Letterman was huge still huge to me um and don't you think laughter is what do they say the best medicine they say that but right? I, I suspect in many ways medicine might be superior medicine than <laughs> laughter but laughter doesn't need to be something other than laughter it's perfectly good on itself it's totally good um, and it's at that point where we're like we need a little bit of laughter in our lives you know yeah yeah it's a, it's a rough out there. Yeah. Well, we so appreciate you. Any last words of wisdom as the sage for tonight? Oh, why start now? <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you on, and thank you so much for being the sage. I look forward to hearing more from you from the City Council and Arts Council, and also um, Golden Shoulders. Thank you so much, Kimberly. All right. Appreciate it. It's been you. a pleasure. You've been listening to The Sages Among Us with Adam Klein as our sage, and I'm your host, Kimberly Ewing. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, and I hope you have a good evening. <laughs>